Welcome to the New Point Community Church Podcast. This message is part of our series, Life is Complicated, We Can Help. We want to thank you for joining us, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ. All of us, myself as well as you, have some level of anger. Would you agree with me on that? Would you acknowledge that you have some level of anger in you? Now, I realize that you and I don't like the word anger, do we? We'd rather use other words to describe that. You know, I'm just a passionate person, okay? Or I just have a strong personality. Or maybe we would go with something like this. You know, I just feel hurt or frustrated. And what I've seen, myself included, is that we like a word that's a little bit softer. You know, and I've used this. You know, I'm just frustrated. I'm, just, I'm not really angry. I'm just frustrated. Because frustration sounds much nicer, doesn't it? And what we're really saying when we use the word frustration is there's something wrong out there. And I'm just responding in here. It's not me. I'm not the source. I'm not the cause of it. I'm just responding to something out there, whatever is out there. And you know what? It just frustrates me. But I, I want you to know I'm not really angry. I, I'm just frustrated. What I want us to understand today is this. The truth is, frustration is actually anger. Now, here's what I know about all of us, okay? And everybody in your life, okay? Nobody wants to be controlled by anger, right? Nobody who loves you wants anger to control you. And you don't want anger to control anybody that you love or that you have to live with, or that you have to work with. And yet we see what have ha has happened, right, when we get angry, or when somebody else gets angry. We've all been on the other side of anger, or frustration, or rage. And when we talk about anger, we're not just talking about extroverted anger, okay? You know, somebody who, who blows up, because we all know people who've lost their temper. And so we're not just talking about extroverted anger, but we're talking about introverts, okay? I happen to be an introvert. And so what happens is you may never raise your voice. You may never explode, but you're still scary because of your moodiness. Your silence is deafening. Your silence is intimidating. Your silence is controlling. And what happens is, if you're an introvert like me, we can pride ourselves because we never exert our anger. We never blow up. And yet, what I want to let you know is this. It still has the same impact and effect on the people who are closest to you. You see, it really doesn't matter whether you stuff it down or whether you shut people down. Anger is really not helpful in that way. Now, I want you to understand that I'm not saying that all anger is wrong because God has created us in his image and God has emotions and God gets angry. 
But anger is such a powerful, powerful emotion and can be destructive in so many ways. We have to be able to understand it and get a handle on it. Here's what scripture has to say. Paul writes this. He says, be angry, so it's okay to be angry. I want you to hear this, okay? And do not sin. Or in another translation, it says, in your anger, do not sin. So it, it, it supposes that you and I are going to be angry. But he says, be angry and do not sin and do not let the sun go down on your anger. He's saying, put a limit on it, deal with it. And that's what we're gonna talk about today. And the reason why he says, be angry and do not sin is because what James says, and James says this, human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. You see, human anger, okay, is when it's focused on my wants, my needs, my desires, my wishes, what I deserve, what I'm demanding. And what James is saying is, Dwight, your human anger never produces the righteousness that God desires. And so what we need to understand is the frustration and the anger that, that drives us crazy and can mess up our relationships and can cause us to think, why did I say that? Why did I think that? Why did I behave in that way? Is the anger that comes when you and I don't get what we want. It comes from when you and I don't get what we think we deserve. And when we don't get what we want and we don't get what we deserve, what happens is we get frustrated. We get angry. And yet, I want you to know that there is a parallel. There is a similarity because one part of anger can be constructive and the other one can be extraordinary destructive. I love this quote from Aristotle. He says this. He says, anybody can be angry, right? That's easy. But to be angry with the right person to the right degree, at the right time, for the right purpose, in the right way, that is not within everybody's power and is not easy. It's not easy. That's why Paul writes this. He says, be angry, okay, and do not sin. Handle it in the right way. That's what he's saying. And he's saying, if you and I are wise, we'll learn how to handle our anger, and we'll learn how to help others with their anger. You see, just like a spark can set a forest on fire, and we see that in California, the damage that it does. Misplaced anger can consume an innocent bystander, causing unnecessary fear within that person or within that relationship. And I realize that, that many of us have a difficult time expressing or even recognizing the emotion of anger that's within us. Because if I were to ask you, are you an angry person? You'd probably say, well, no, I get frustrated. I have a strong personality. And so what we have to understand is while some people express anger, other people repress it. And that's not good. You see, what happens is what we have to be honest with is this, your emotional responses and my emotional responses are not hidden from God. 
He sees and understands everything. He understands your frustration. He understands your hurt. He understands your passion. He understands your personality because he created you and me. And yet many times we're unaware of the hidden anger that we have because I would say that in America, there's a lot of anger going on. And this hidden anger is usually rooted in past pain or past relationships. And the underlining effects are awfully and easily ignited. For example, if you suppressed anger from something unjust, maybe in your past, when somebody commits a similar injustice to you, you find yourself overreacting. You find yourself exploding. If somebody insults you and you were, you were insulted in the past, what happens is the magnitude of your anger can get out of proportion because of the offense. And so the question becomes for you and I, how can I manage this powerful emotion called anger? It's a God-given thing, but it's like a spark that can set a forest on fire. It can be very, very extraordinary, destructive, and we don't want that. So I wanna help you with that today. First of all, we need to recognize the cost of anger. Recognize the cost of anger. Anger has a price tag. And when you realize that truth, you're more likely to be in control of your anger in your life. Here's what Proverbs has to say. An angry person causes trouble. It's there. So take note of that, that, that when you get angry, it will cost you. And it will cost those that, that you love, those relationships. You see, the book of Proverbs gives us a list of variety of troubles that are caused by anger. Let me give them to you, okay? An unhealthy anger leads to arguments. Look at what Solomon has to say. He says, hot tempers causes arguments, but patience brings peace. It can also bring about mistakes. Unhealthy anger leads to mistakes. Look at what Proverbs has to say. A wise man controls his temper. He knows that anger causes mistakes. When you and I get angry, we say things that we regret. We do things that we regret. And then anger, okay, can cause foolish actions. Unhealthy anger can lead us to foolish actions. Look at what Proverbs has to say. Anyone who gets angry quickly does foolish things. Maybe you've done some foolish things that you regret, that you can't take back, which can destroy your relationships. You see, responding in uncontrolled anger always feels like it works, and it does in the short term. Maybe with your kids, maybe with employees, maybe with your spouse, maybe with your friends, but in the long run, it doesn't work. It kills them. That's why it's so dangerous. And that's why what happens is we have to realize, I may get what I want in the short term, but in the long term, down the road, it has a tremendous negative effect. And the consequences usually show up when it's already too late. Think of the impact that anger has had on your family. You know, maybe as parents, we're often tempted to use anger to motivate our kids. And it works again in the short term when you get angry and you put, quote unquote, the fear of God in them or the fear of you and your kids, your kids may give you short-term obedience, but you lose in the long-term. Same way with employees. The end result is, is misplaced anger alienates people. 
and you alienate the very people that you love and that you care about most. And eventually, you know what you get? You get anger back. And then finally, just apathy. No one wants to be around you because of your anger. They're walking on eggshells. And the truth is you always lose when you lose your temper, always. You may lose your reputation, you may lose your job, you may lose your marriage, you may use, lose your children, you may lose your family. And so you need to realize the cost of unhealthy anger. Let me give you the second one. And it says, you gotta deal with it. You just have to deal with it. You gotta deal with your anger. You have to have a mindset of dealing with your anger. Look at what Proverbs has to say, okay? Proverbs says this, a fool gives full vent to his anger. You know, so when, when you and I hear somebody who says, I just gotta get this off of my chest or I just have to vent, what happens is that's letting you know that's unhealthy, that's not good. But a wise what? A wise man keeps himself under control. He deals with it. He knows this, this emotion is powerful and can be constructive. And so what he is saying is that you and I have to stop saying, I can't control it. And we have to start realizing that we can, that we can deal with it, that you can manage your anger. And I believe that you can manage it in one or two ways. One is with a question and one is with an action. Ask yourself this question, can I change this situation? The second step is action. If you can, then change it. If you can't, then release your anger in a positive way. You know, let's go back to can you change this situation? What happens is if you can, then change it, okay? If you're angry about something that can be changed, then change it. You know, if the door squeaks, oil it. If the faucet leaks, fix it, okay? But if the answer is no, if you're angry about something that you can't change or you can't control, then release it. You, know, my, you might say, Dwight, what do you mean? How do I release my anger? Well, first, list what angers you and every person in every situation. Write it down and then go to God and just say with all humility, God, I, I, I don't wanna demand my rights. I wanna reject any thought of revenge or getting even. I wanna surrender this situation to you. I wanna give it to you, God. And although you may feel powerless, in reality, you have power to keep yourself under control, to release your pain and your anger to God. And you can begin to pray words like this, God, Thank you for loving me. Thank you for caring for me. Since you know everything, you know the strong sense of hurt or injustice or wrong or fear that I'm experiencing and that I feel. Thank you for understanding my anger. And right now, I release it to you, God, because I know that you love me. I know that you care about me. And I trust you with my emotions and my future and this situation. And I pray it in Jesus' name, amen. And so you can choose to enter into a deeper dependence on God to help you to deal wisely with your anger because you're gonna get angry and allow your anger to move you into an appropriate action rather than allowing your anger to become a consuming, burning, out-of-control fire that is destructive. So the word keep, keeps himself under control, is a choice, it's a responsibility. And so when I get angry, I'm choosing to get angry, and I can't blame anybody else. 
When I say choose to deal with it, what happens is you make a choice in advance. And, and, and you make a decision to manage your anger and to deal with it before your blood pressure starts rising, okay? Before your adrenaline starts shooting through your veins, before your nerves are all on alert. You just, you instill, uh, before your, your, your face becomes flushed, what happens is you just say, you know what? I'm gonna deal with this emotion. I'm gonna deal with this anger before I go into this meeting, before I talk to my spouse, before I talk to my son or daughter, before I open the door, and you decide, I'm not going to let this control me. I'm not gonna do that. And so today, I'm not gonna fly off the handle. I'm not gonna explode. I'm gonna deal with my anger. Here's the third thing, and that is this. Press pause. Press pause, and that's part of dealing with it. Press pause. Okay, Proverbs tells us this. Proverbs says, stupid people express their anger openly, but sensible people are what? Patient and hold it back. They hold it back. Did you get that? When I read that, did you say, ouch, that's me? Okay, are you the first one to open up your mouth and voice your concerns? You know, what he says here is pause. Hit the press, hit press the pause button in that moment and recognize what is the problem here? What's going on? Why am I feeling this way? Maybe it's because I didn't get my way or I didn't get what I felt like I deserved or I didn't get what I was promised. And just to make sure that you're hearing me on this, okay, I'm not saying that there are not circumstances that should not upset you or make you angry. What I am saying is that you need to make sure that you don't sin, that it doesn't go out of control. And in the midst of all of the conversations that you're having, you press the pause button and you ask yourself, what's going on here? Because you know what? You're part of the problem. I'm part of the problem. And, and, and the part of the problem that we have to own is we're not getting what we want. We're not getting what we feel we deserve. And, and so what happens is I have to own my slice of the, the pie, the argument. And when I do that, the temperature goes down and the anger and the rage and the frustration will not be as strong and will not control me. And so if you're a married couple or if you're in a serious relationship or if you have a roommate and, and what happens is you're going back and forth and maybe you're listening to this lesson here today I'm telling you, any two people who embrace this idea, this will change everything, that you're a part of the problem. Yeah, you may have been treated unfair. Maybe this is unjust. Maybe they broke a promise. Maybe they broke a vow. But you know what? Don't let anger control you. I'm not going to allow anger to control me. You're going to press the pause button, and, and you're, going to, you're going to have patience. You see, sensible people are patient, and they hold back and it gives you time to focus. It gives you time to get your mind right. And so the quality of your inner response will determine the quality of your outer response. And so don't believe everything that you think or feel. You see, the voice in your mind is a powerful voice. It's a powerful force, and you need to take responsibility for it. And delay is a tremendous remedy for anger. And so you don't need to delay indefinitely, if you delay indefinitely, what happens is you're gonna become bitter. So you have to deal with it. You need to deal with it. 
You need to be able to delay your anger, but not indefinitely, because what happens is if you delay it indefinitely, you will become bitter, and, and anger isn't always a sin, but bitterness is, and it'll destroy you. And yet if you respond impulsively, you will tend to respond in anger. And so if you wait and hit the pause button and you get your emotions, you get your mind right, what happens is you will respond better. Look at what James has to say. James says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, all right? And slow to speak and slow to what? Become angry. Why? Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Wow. So press pause, get your mind right. And I would say think, okay? Think before you respond. And I just want to give you a little acronym here, okay, about think. Is it truthful, all right? Is what I'm about to say truthful? Is it helpful, okay? Is it inspirational? Is it necessary? And is it kind? And if it's not any of those, then you know what? You need to move on. You just need to move on. Now, let me give you the final one in being able to to, to deal with this powerful emotion called anger. We need to settle our identity. Settle your identity. That's what we need to do. Settle your identity. Here's what Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount. He says, in a word, what I am saying is grow up. Grow up, okay? Your kingdom subjects. Now live like it. Live out your God-created identity, He says, live generously and gracious towards others. That's our God identity. God's now living in us, the way in which God lives towards you. Live out your God identity, that you're loved, you're valued, you're significant, you're accepted. Know who God is, know who you are, and that no one can keep you from God's best. No one can. No one can ruin your life except for you. And so you need to be able to settle your identity. I'm loved, I'm accepted, I'm valued, I'm significant, that God is in me. And so I'm gonna live generously and graciously towards other people. You see, when that happens, love begins to take control of you and not anger. And we read this, that love is not easily angered. So let me ask you as we wrap up today, what is your relationship with anger? Is it controlling you? Do you allow it to get control of your mouth or your moods? You see, as I said earlier, I'm an introvert, and when I get angry, I go into my moods, and it can be paralyzing. It can be painful. And my question to you as well as me, are you ready to put an end to that and to be able to say, I'm not going to allow anger to control me anymore? You see, if I were to ask your husband, your wife, your son, your daughter, your teammates, would they say that you're angry? You see, if you're a Christ follower today, you already have someone who controls you, who has the rights over you, and it's Jesus. And so it's okay not to get everything that you want. It's okay not to get everything you feel that you deserve. In fact, many times it's better that you don't get everything you want or everything that you deserve. If that's what it takes to keep you from getting angry, you need to have self-control. You see, one of the reasons in following Jesus, and we say it here all the time, that Jesus makes life better, and he makes 
us better at life is this. Listen listen to me. Jesus will always lead you away from self-centeredness and arrogance to other-centeredness and humility. You see, when you move towards other-centeredness and humility, your life gets bigger. Your life gets better. Your life is fuller and richer, and you'll be free to live a life of where anger does not control you. And you know what else? you'll begin to say, it's well with my soul. Yeah, that was injustice that was bent towards me. Yeah, that was wrong. Yeah, I wish that wouldn't have happened. But your soul, your mind, your spirit will be well. And you'll be able to say, you know what? With all the stuff going on, it is well with my soul. Would you pray with me? God, today we thank you that we're created in your image and we're emotional people. And we realize that anger is a legit emotion and yet just a spark can set a forest on fire. And so it can be constructive or destructive and it can lay wake of of people behind us and we don't want that. And so, God, I pray today that we would recognize and understand the cost of unhealthy anger, that that we would, would deal with it and that we would press the pause button and that we would settle the identity that we're your kids and that you'll always be there for us to lead us and guide us and that we can trust you even when we're done wrong by other people in our life. So we thank you, Jesus, that you do make life better and you make us better at life. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you want to talk to someone about a decision you've made or let us know how God's moving through this series, visit newpoint.org forward slash contact. Be sure to stay connected with us throughout the week on social media download our app, subscribe to our weekly podcasts through the App Store or Google Play, or catch us on Roku or Apple TV. Thanks for listening to today's message, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ.